I had another message on my heart. was going to preach it, but the Lord kind of changed my mind this evening late. And um, so my notes might not be... Uh, my, my, my notes might not be grammatically or spelled correctly. Don't giggle as Darlene does when she looks through them. I, I didn't have time to spell check and all that good stuff. And uh, just read them and move on, okay? Numbers chapter 6, 13 and verse number 27. One verse, let's all stand together. And they told him and said... Let me give you the number, page 184. Page 184, Numbers 13 and verse 27. And they told him and said, We came into the land whether thou sinnest, and surely it floweth with milk and honey. This is the fruit of it. Heavenly Father, I pray tonight we would just take a very, very simple, practical truth. And Lord, may it encourage us, but may it help us to maybe understand your great work a little better. We ask in Jesus' name, Amen. I'll give you the title in just a little bit, Jake. But I'm not going to give you a title right now. And they told him and said, We came into the land whether thou sendest, and surely, surely, it floweth with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. One of my great passions that I've had ever since I started, before I started preaching, was that we would learn to live in victory. I believe with all my heart, God won the victory at Calvary. And because of the victory that we have, we ought to live in victory every day. If your victory is confined to just Sunday morning or Sunday night or Wednesday night, man, you've got a very poor... God, I, I, I believe we'll have victory on Monday and Tuesday and when you're mowing grass, when you're, when you're, uh, cleaning the house, when no matter where you might be, when you're driving a truck, whatever you might be doing, I believe God wants us to have victory in our Christian. I believe that is our, uh, right as a child of God. I believe that is our, our, our privilege and our heritage. And God wants us to have victory. The Israelites had come out of Egypt. They'd been delivered by a Passover lamb. Praise God to come through the blood. Isn't that good? They've crossed the Red Sea on dry ground. Someone said, they saw a documentary and said that that, uh, the ground really wasn't dry. Said the Red Sea, the wind blew it apart. And it was about 11 inches of water. Well, don't get alarmed if that's what you want to believe. You still praise God because He drowned an entire army with 11 inches of water. I mean, that's something too. Either way you want to look at it, praise God. But the Bible says 
They went over on dry ground. The enemy had been drowned by the waters as they returned over the Red Sea. God led them by a pillar of, of uh, a cloud by day and a pillar by a pillar of fire by night. And that was to simply when the when the cloud moved or the pillar moved, they were to move. And it was God telling them, "I'm present." And when the fire moves and when the, the cloud moves, you move. Then God, every morning, they woke up to a, a little wafer-like thing. It was best I can figure out. It was like a, a mini vanilla wafer. It's about the, the best thing that you and I could understand. They called it manna. And every morning they went out. And gathered that manna and God fed them. Then not only that, but God smote a rock. And how come water, enough water at Horeb to, to, give, to, to, to quench the thirst of million people or more? My, what a river of water that was. Their shoes grew as their feet grew. Man, praise God, wouldn't you like to have that? Some of these youngins around here, they go from a size 2 to a size 12, amen. And uh, uh, their clothes grew as their bodies grew. And just at the edge of Canaan, a place called Kadesh Barnea. And this was before the time they had ever went in. These 40, as they moved toward Kaddish Bordnia, they, they got a committee together, a 12. And they sent the committee in to spy the land and come back with a report. Now I remind you, God never told them to decide where to go. He said, just go find out if it's all that God said that it would be. Well, they came back and all 12 of them said, yes, yes, I'm telling you, that grapes of, of Escoa, it took two men to carry a bunch of grapes back. That's some big grapes. Uh, Mace Jackson said they had bananas the size of telephone poles over there. I mean, it, it, and, and they said, surely it's a, man, a land flowing with milk and honey. And they said, well, what do you think we ought to do? And they put a committee to vote. And they said, 10 said, man, we, we just can't do it. 10 said, I tell you, we're like grasshoppers in the side. They giants in that land. That's the reason why Canaan is not a top of heaven. There will not be no giants in heaven. You'll never find a good giant in the Bible. Never. And uh, all of them were wicked. And so there'll be no giants in heaven. And uh, there'll be no battles in heaven. Aren't you glad? Praise God. The only battle we'll ever face is down here. And um, so, but two said, Oh, we be, man, we can take it. God's promise. Let's go. Well, the ten in the committee moved out and literally doomed the rest of them to circle and, and, and die out in the wilderness for 40 years. 
And so, but I want to call your attention to a statement. And the land flowed with milk and honey. Now, I know how honeys are made. Honey, the bees make it all by themselves. I've never had a bee to say, hey, how about helping me make honey? They make them all by themselves. And all we got to do is get it sweet. You know, God's got some things that's just that, that you don't have nothing to do with. He does it all by Himself. Isn't that wonderful? And they're just sweet how God just does things and never, never ask you a thing. But I got to thinking about the milk. And I want to preach tonight. Hey, Jake, this is Tyler's sermon. Someone's got to milk the cow. Someone has got to milk the cow. Last I checked, if you have milk and it's a flowing, the way they're talking about it flowing, somebody's doing a heap a lot of milking. Right? I mean, cows don't milk themselves. I don't think they had automatic milkers back then. I don't think they had barns and hooked them up to pipes and they milked them. I don't think that's happened. Somebody, somebody had to milk the cows. So that's what I'm preach tonight on, on the fact somebody has to milk the cows. Here's a whole land flowing with milk and honey. I mean, it's one thing to talk about land that's flowing with milk and honey. But it's, it's something else to talk about on who's, who's milking the cow. Now, I want to ask you a question. How many's ever milked a cow? One, two, a few of you. Amen, you precious people. Everybody ought to milk a cow once. Amen. It's nasty. It's, it stinks. And, and uh, you know, cows don't take a bath before you milk them. I mean, it's, it's, it's dirty work. Here is a whole land, and it's flowing with milk and honey. But I want you to know something. I believe God wants us to live in the land of Canaan. I believe it is our right as child of God. I believe it's children of God. I believe it's a church. God wants us to live in the victory. But somebody's got to milk the cow. Somebody's got to do the work. Somebody's got to put the tent poles up. Somebody's got to put the tent pegs in the ground. Somebody's got to work the buses. Somebody's got to clean the church. Somebody's got to prepare a Sunday school lesson. Somebody's got to run the sound. Somebody's got to drive the bus. Somebody's got to stand and teach class. Somebody's got to sing in the crowd. Somebody, somebody has to milk the cow. I got to thinking about that. And years ago, it was a passion, and it still is. It's a, it's a great passion that we, that we live in the victory of Jesus Christ. But I want you to know I have learned something. Somebody, if you have great victory, has to milk the cow. 
Amenia Deacon has failed because he thought he was too important to milk the cow. Many a staff worker has, has uh, failed because they thought they were too intellectual to milk the cow. If you want to build a great Sunday school class, you got to milk the cow. If you want to build a great bus route, I was talking to Matthew this morning. He had an interest in he has an interest in a junior church. And, and uh, uh, help me if I get this wrong. Point one, Tyler sat down. Point two, Tyler sat down. And point three, Tyler, please sit down. That was his points. And I was thinking, and actually he was sharing that with me. And I was thinking while he was telling me, and that's what probably moved me to this message was, oh, son, you're just milking a cow. You're just milking a cow. You know, you sit down to milk a cow, number one, she's liable to kick the bucket over it. I was reading about milking cows, and this woman was teaching how to milk a cow. She said this. She said, I start with a big bucket and a bag in it, but she said, I, I milk in a little small bucket. Because so, so if... Uh, uh, if she kicks over the bucket, I will lose all the milk. So I, 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 I milk her in a little one and pour it in the big one. Because she's liable just to kick it over. And then while you're milking, she's liable to brush your hair for you. She's liable to swipe you upside the face. And, and uh, uh, just, just anything can happen. Use your imagination. She may, may, may decide it's party time. So you got all that kinds of things can happen when you're milking a cow. But if you want to build a great bus route, I, I'm talking about uh, this morning at 8.30. People got here early. And they would have liked to have slept just like some of you. They would have just loved... They've got another hour's sleep. But instead they got up and cranked a bus and got on that bus and drove it. You say, what, what in the world is that? That's milking the cow. That's milking the cow. Now four young people got saved last week. That's the victory. Praise God for souls being saved. If one got saved, that's worth everything that we'll ever produce. But I want you to know, it took somebody willing to milk the cow. Well, if I try, how many likes a clean church? How many, like, how many of you ladies like walking in the bathroom and it smells good and it's clean and, and you know you ain't got green stuff growing all around the toilet and everything? You know what I'm talking about. But I've been in churches, be honest with you, and... and it, it, it was a shame, and 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 there was not a great, and there wasn't a great church, and there'll not be a great church, because I would tell you something: great churches are built by people that's willing to milk the cow. I'm talking about bus drivers, bus captains, soloists. Did you know how many enjoyed uh, Miss Ellen's song? How many? But, but, but what you didn't see, 
What you, and I've been trying to embarrass you, Miss Ellen. At all. What, what you didn't see, she was over here what, Friday, Thursday, milking the cow for three hours. She's here milking. She's here practicing for three hours. You didn't see that. See, some of you young people think milk comes out of a jug in a grocery store. If I would have asked, some of you wouldn't even know it come from a cow. Some of you, like my grandson, Jaden, asked me, what's ground beef with no legs? I mean, what's a, a cow with no legs? I said, I don't know. He said, ground beef. Some of you have no idea. Some of you have no idea. Boy, she done so good. And that's a beautiful song. Hey, boy, did the choir do good tonight? I'm telling you, that last song, that thing, she was hitting on all cylinders. And I mean, it was good. The song was good. But do you know how, why the song was good? Because it was here at 5 o'clock. And what were they doing? Milking the cow. That's practicing. That's working. And that's tough. We're talking about sweeping the building, dusting the pews, preparing for a Sunday school class, visiting absentees, the nitty gritty of getting down in the trenches. That's what builds the church. You know the nicest born, you know the shiniest buckets. You know the prettiest herd of cows you ever want to have. But somebody's got to squeeze the faucets if you want milk. Just that simple. That's what builds a great home. That's what builds a great marriage. I tell you, I, me, uh, me and Darlene will celebrate 43 years. And we love each other more now. And then, then we ever have, or at least I love her more now than I never have. I better not be speaking for her. She may stand up and say, whoa! <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, no matter how much I love her, somebody's got to wash dishes. Somebody's got to clean the clothes. So, I mean, you need to buy a whole lot of underwear or you'll wash some sometime or another. I mean, somebody's got to uh, uh, sweep the floor. Somebody's got to mop the floor. Somebody's got that. Somebody's got to milk the cows. If you have a great home, if you have a great marriage, how many of you been married over five years? How many of you still working on it? Still working on it. You know why? Because that's milking cows. It's for you build a Sunday school class. Now, not everybody can sing, but everybody can milk a cow. Not everybody's a theologian, but everybody can milk a cow. There are three things that are absolutes that if you milk a cow, that just has to happen. Number one, First of all, faithfulness. The cow has to be milked twice a day. I found in reading that some cows 
it is preferably to milk them three times a day. But you can get by with milking in the mornings and milking in the evenings. But there's one thing for sure and certain. You've got to milk the cow every single day. Well, why do you get up feeling bad? You milk the cow anyhow. Why if you don't feel good? You milk the cow anyhow. Why, what if, why, why, why if you got a headache? You milk the cow anyhow. Why do things ain't going right at the house? What if, why, what if Junior's got a runny nose? You milk the cow anyhow. You get an idea? I want you to know, I want you to know, it takes someone. Let, let me show you some good milkers in the Word of God. In Numbers 12, 7, My servant Moses is not so who is faithful in the online house. Moses was a good milker. 1 Samuel 2, 35, talking about David here. I will raise me up a faithful priest that shall do according to that which is mine house. And in my mind, I will build him a sure house. He shall walk before him, mine anointed forever. A faithful priest. Notice what Nehemiah said. I gave my brother Hanai, and Hanai, the ruler of the palace, charge over Jerusalem, for he was a faithful man and feared God above many. Daniel 6 and 4, And the presidents and the princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fall for as much as he was faithful. Neither was there any error of fault in him. If you are going to be a milker, you've got to be faithful. Colossians 1, 2, And to the saints and faithful brethren in Christ, which are Colossae, grace be unto you in peace from God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. Then, of course, our Lord in Revelations 1, 5, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the first begotten of the dead. I want you to know that there's one thing. There's one thing. And great churches, great churches are not built by great preaching. They're not built by great teaching. They're not great, they're not built by great guest speakers. They're not built by, by, by great, they're built by the people that day in and week in and week out milk the cows. That's the ones that builds your great church. That's the ones. May I say, first of all, it takes a faithfulness. The cow has to be milked. If you don't milk the cow, who is? Now, I'm not trying to be ugly. Please, please don't, don't boo me out. But I thank everyone, but... Some are not here tonight because they don't want the milk. They don't want the victory. They're not interested in the victory. They're looking like Asa to the world for the victory. They're looking to the world for, for satisfaction and content. They're not looking for a victory from God. 
But you that are here tonight, I believe you want a victorious Christian life. You want to know that when you pray, God hears and answers you. You want to know that you serve a God that is able. Because of that, it takes a faithfulness if you milk the cow. Number two, there's a formula. I was reading about milking a cow. I mean, there's a way to do it. There's a way to do it. And uh, I won't go into a lot of debate questions for sake of time tonight, but you you got you to wash the udder under, underneath the cow. And there is a technique and there is a formula to milk the cow. And if you don't follow the formula, uh, for instance, I love this. When they go to milk a cow, they take a warm rag and they wash their hands with a warm rag to get their hands warm because that cow don't like cold hands. Amen? No more than your wife likes your cold feet. She don't, they don't like cold hands. And so, there's the formula. May I say, God's got a formula. Psalms 18.30, As for God, His way is perfect. And the word of God is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in Him. That's God's formula. Acts 20.32, And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of His grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. Romans 10 says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's God's formula. First Thessalonians, For this cause we thank we God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you heard of us, you received it not as words of men, but as in truth the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believeth. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed and by the word of God, so things which are seen were not made, which things do appear. God has a formula, and His formula is in this word. If you milk the cow, you've got to be faithful. Second, God's got a formula. God has a formula for every problem you have. Preacher, you don't understand. You know what I found? I've noticed this. 25 years. I have found the people that are honest with God have never come to me and said, Preacher, would you pay my bills? I got to thinking about that. I went down through the list. Now, people that's not honest, a lot of times. But you know, people that have been honest with God, I've never, I've never had that happen. We've helped some because we wanted to. It's in our heart. But they've never come to me and said, could you help me pay my bill? Never in 25 years. You know why? Because God's formula works. God's formula works. You realize, I, the people that really struggle 
I have never been the people that are really faithful to God. They've, they've never, we all have our issues and problems and battles and, and fights, but, but I want you to know that those that are faithful, see, you know God does something. It's so wonderful. You come tonight, and, and, and God walks up and down every pew, and He knows exactly what you need. And somewhere in this message, God will slice off a piece of the cake, get His big old spoon, and put it on your plate, and say, this is for you. Now, it won't be like somebody else. Some people like a whole lot of icing. Some people don't like much icing. Some of you that like icing, you know, you're sugar addicts. You know who I'm talking about. He'll say, you, you've got to have a piece. He's got a whole lot. He said, he'll slice you a piece. And he said, that's yours. God does that every service. I believe every service we're in, God has something for us individually. Now, I don't know what that is. I have no idea. That, there's a lie going on around this church. Now, I, I ain't going to stop it right now. I don't have anybody's house bugged. Amen. I've been accused of bugging people's homes. Some of you think I bugged your car. Some of you think tonight He's bugged our house. He's bugged our car. He heard what we said coming over. I don't have anybody's house bugged. But I know somebody. He's, he's my friend. He's my God. And I love, guess what he does? He, he, he's not bugged your car. If you're saved, he's in the car with you. Listen to every bit of your, if you're saved, he's at your house. And if he comes and tells me what's going on at your house, I don't know who he's talking about, but he tells me he's wanting to help you and he loves you so much, he's really wanting to help you. If you milk the cow, God formula. And then notice the future. Can cows get sick if they're not milked? Well, yeah, they can. They can. It won't kill them. They get very sick for several days. And then something happens. They just stop producing milk. Milk and honey was God's symbol of victory. And uh, when a milk cow dries up. It's only good for one thing. It's only good for one thing. We put it on between two buns, about that thick. It's only good for killing and making beef out of it. If we don't milk the cow, Gradually, gradually, she'll dry up giving any milk at all. And Solid Rock Baptist Church, I want you to listen carefully. The future of Solid Rock Baptist Church, not going to come from great preaching.
You done figured that out already. Not going to come from great teaching, even though we've got great teachers. It's not going to come from great promotions. It's, I'm excited about this. I really am. I believe it to help us. But it's not going to come from guest speakers, great revival speakers. No. It's going to come from the people who every week, week in and week out, milk the cow. I have fought a good fight, Paul said. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. It's interesting. He didn't talk about the great preaching he'd done. He didn't call, talk about the great teaching he'd done. He didn't talk about his great singing he'd done. He didn't talk about none of that. Paul said, I fought a good fight. Paul was telling us the victory was won in milking the cow. Great church, the greatness and future of our church. It's not, uh, not great preaching. Not great teaching. It's from the people that every week around this church milk the cow. It's the people that come mow the grass like Kenny and Rosemary and Michaela. You come in and you notice and you say, man, the grass looks good. Yeah, but somebody milked the cow. Boy, come in, the church is good and clean, it smells good. Walked in this week, and I believe uh, Crystal and Brian cleaned the church this week, and, and the kids, and why did the church smell good? And, boy, I like that. I like to walk in and smell good. I got a sensitive nose. I sniff out anything. And I looked, it smelled good, and I said, boy, somebody's been milking the cow. I, I, I hear... That's good, great Sunday school class. It's not built with you teaching behind the podium. It's built. I'm getting the calls from your people in your class and say, I missed you this past Sunday. I've been praying for you. I've been praying for you. It's built by when they're in a hospital, you make an effort to go see her. Three ladies getting in a car and driving all the way to Winston. I ain't gonna tell you that story. <laughs> uh, is it worth five dollars, uh, Charlie? But not to tell the story. <laughs> but still getting in the car, and going down and seeing Kathy. That's that's milking the cow. You you didn't know they went. That's milk in the cow. Great church is built by Joey taking a week off from work and two days going to a music thing down here at Tabernacle on his time. That's milk in the cow to learn how to be a better choir leader. See, that's, that's why it builds a great church. It's built by people who went visiting yesterday and men... Neil had some interest in visiting yesterday. <laughs> uh, never quite seen nothing like that. That's a 
You see, you, you, you experience things you never experienced no other way. Milk and the cow. You build a great church by the Abel's who milked the cow. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. By the Enoch's who milked the cow. By, in, by faith, Enoch was translated as should I see death. And was not found because God had translated him. You build a great church by Noah's who milked the cow. By faith, Noah, being warned of God, things not yet seen, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by which he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness, which is by faith. That's how you build a, that's how you build a great church. Build a great church by the Abrahams who milked the God by faith when he was called to go out into a place which he should, after receiving an inheritance, obeyed and went out not knowing whether he went. You build a great church by Sarah's who milked the cow through faith. Also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age. She was 99 years old. You build a great church by the Josephs who milked the cow. By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of the departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment. By the Rahabs who milked the cow. By faith, the heart of Ahab perished not with the, them that believed on which you received the spies with peace. And by a lot of others who just milked the cows. So the future... Solid Rock Baptist Church. The future. And may we never forget it. The future of our church. The future of our bus ministry. The future of Sunday school. The future of a great choir like we heard tonight. The future of Solid Rock Baptist Church. It's not built on great preaching. Not great teaching. Not, not, we can have some great men and make great men. I believe some of the finest men of walking shoe leather. But it's not built by these men. It's built by those who milk the cows. So I'm just wondering interested. And the land flowed with milk and honey. Okay, the bees is taking care of the honey. So my question is, who's willing to milk the cows? Who's going to milk the cows? That's all standard. Every head bowed and every eye closed.